It is NHL Draft Lottery Day for Locked On Coyotes and the NHL. We're going to talk about that, and we're doing a player review. We're talking Phil Kessel on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, everyone, because it is NHL Draft Lottery Day, let's go ahead and run a, a simulation from Tankathon to see where the Arizona Coyotes are going to pick. And according to the simulation, Arizona will stay right where they are at number two. How exciting. Very anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, probably the the worst way for us to start our podcast which is how you know that this is real. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, like, it's it's amazing though, right? You know, that the fact that we're going, that we're talking about this, that we're on this day. <laughs> yeah, it is something that we have been waiting for a long time uh, since, you know, probably this time last season. Uh, I think we were all kind of aware that this is what was going to be happening. Um, the, you know, 2022 NHL draft lottery is going to be today. Coyotes currently have the second best odds. Uh, let's see what they get. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to find out. Well, you know, we'll talk about it live later today. Absolutely. Um, yep. Uh, we'll have our reactions of what the actual thing will be. So be sure to you know tune in to you know join us live on that. I'm excited to see what that you know what it's going to be. Um, Coyotes cannot finish lower than fourth, I believe, based on the new rule, the new rules. So, yeah, uh, I, you know, the team did their best to put the, you know, the team most likely to get them the best odds on the ice. Uh, they finished second overall, um, and at a certain point, like it all just comes down to you know the bouncing of a couple balls. Uh, there's, you know. Not really too much you can do to influence it. Uh, if you are a person who believes in luck, uh, which everyone who's going to be attending the lottery in person is, uh, grab your lucky object. Uh, I love reading stories about like you know GMs bringing stuff that they think is just gonna like give them good luck. Um, if you're one of the many people who thinks that the coyotes are cursed, uh, you can pretty much just feel good about either option. Like you could either be vindicated. Or you could get a first overall pick. So two good options. Yeah, no, I mean, no matter what, there's, um, I guess, good options on that one. Um, and again, you know, one, two, three, or four. We're, we talked about this, the draft lottery, with the draft, you know, the this draft class in many episodes before. It's a deep class. So, like, that's, yeah. so we don't need to worry too much. But at the same time, you know, we all know the big ticket on this one. So... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I, I do kind of wonder if the Coyotes end up getting, let's go worst case scenario, fourth, does Bill Armstrong maybe look to trade that for something? Because he's done a lot of interesting moves uh, around, you know, picks and players. Uh, I am kind of curious about that. 
because I do think that there is a, an expectation that the team is going to get someone like, you know, one or two. Uh, that is kind of the situation as it is. I think that's kind of what you plan for. If it drops to four, though, does that become a more valuable pick as a trade piece? I don't know. That's a good question. And I think that's something that obviously we'd have to discuss if it gets to that point. Um, yeah. Let's not worry about that now. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting um, because mainly it was a battle for the last couple of, you know, last two games, right? Montreal just somehow did some shit that we didn't expect. And, um, and Arizona all of a sudden somewhat had a chance for last as well and you know we're but yeah here we are uh, yeah I, I do like i love the fact that the coyotes did not go down without a fight uh, i know it impacted them in the standings uh so much so that they are the second best but i think it speaks well to the character of the people in the you know coaching staff and like some players who I think are going to be big parts of the team in the next couple of years, like them doing that is a good thing. Uh, but it, it is definitely a thing where you, you want the season to mean something. Uh, and far too often it feels like when you're a coyotes fan, like it doesn't mean anything. The suffering is just the suffering. It's, it's Absolutely. there. Uh, but you know, We'll see, because I, I, I do think that, you know, hey, maybe it could happen. Maybe this is the Coyotes' year. I, I do not believe in curses. I do not believe in bad luck. I, I think that, you know, Coyotes have the second best odds. Uh, that's, you know, the best you can really hope for in any kind of given situation. Well, the second best you can hope for. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's briefly take a look at some of the rules that are different this year for the NHL Draft Lottery, because... Uh, they've been updating the rules over the last couple of years. Now we have two. We have two mainly new rules coming yep. up in this year's draft lottery, and that is, the first is that teams will be restricted from moving up more than ten spots. Obviously, this not doesn't affect the Coyotes this year, but this but this does mean that the the team with the worst odds to get first overall is the San Jose Sharks. At a number eleven, they're the only they're the last team that can get first overall. No, there is no opportunity for 12, 13, 14, whatever to get first overall anymore. Just imagine uh, in a couple years, the Arizona Coyotes are the first team to be affected by this rule. Uh, <laughs> that that would be a Coyotes thing. It's not going to happen for a while because like you said, you got to finish like up. Uh, although I guess maybe for like a trade aid, like traded pick, we can maybe get it that way. I just feel like the Coyotes are somehow going to be adversely affected by this role. <laughs> I mean, the Coyotes don't have the biggest luck of Jack, but, you know, it happens. No. Um, but the second rule on this one is one that a lot of people are going to want to pay attention to um, for the future, and it's that teams cannot win the lottery more than twice in a five-year period. Yeah. Uh, I think... For the longest time, we called that the Edmonton rule. Um, or the Buffalo rule. Or, or, or the something. Buffalo. Uh, I just, what was it? Three years that Edmonton drafted first overall? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was It was a lot. It was an excessive amount. Uh, and now that they are in a playoff contention, 
we are making this rule now. Uh, I get it. It's a smart rule to make. Um, I don't like that it's uh, coming into his existence right now, but I understand it, and I am glad to see it finally being implemented. Now, obviously, this is, you know, all wishful thinking, but imagine yeah. if the Coyotes were to go, like, you know, Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, you know, back to back, and they'd be like, all right, we're good for five years. See everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do hope that the team doesn't get into the type of situation where they are prime, like just keep losing badly. Uh, I don't think that the team uh, could survive that, uh, like economically. Uh, so, yeah, it's hopefully not a rule that the Coyotes are going to have to deal with at all. No, I, I, I would, I would, I would hope not, right? But yeah. you know, again, these two rules don't really affect the Coyotes directly this year. But those are two new rules you have to think of, and of course, the I guess the one that kind of is not mentioned is now that the Coyotes can't finish lower than fourth. It used to be fifth, like drop an extra spot. So it used to be first couldn't finish lower than fourth, second couldn't finish lower than fifth. Now it's yeah. first couldn't finish lower than third, second can't finish lower than fourth. Because uh, yeah, it's uh, it's only the first two picks, right? First for this one. Yes, first. I believe so. Yeah, first two picks. Yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, they they announced the changes like at the beginning of the season, and then like just it's, a full season of hockey happened, and and we're just like, like and we're like remind us again what's different and how do we yeah. freaking remember this because it's been the same for so many years. It, it's imagine you're back in school, you're getting ready for your final exam, and they're just like, oh, remember that thing we talked about the first week? That's 25% of your final grade. And you're like, what? Uh, I vaguely remember that thing we talked about the first week, but a lot's happened since then. So Yeah. yeah. Anyways, once again, Arizona Coyotes have the second highest odds of draft of getting the first overall pick. That is at about, uh, what, 13.5% or something like that. We're going to get to you know that later today. Once again, we have our live reaction at 4 p.m. Arizona time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, with alongside a lot of the other hosts across, across the NHL network. So you'll be able to um, you know find anybody else's show if you want to. But we'll be live also at that time. We got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Kiders, though. We continue our player reviews. We'll talk our one of our favorite players in Phil Kessel. All that and more in just a moment. But first, I want to let you guys know that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know, the, uh, as we continue through the first round, second round, uh, coming up uh, not too not not too long from now, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so let's continue this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leon, your call public. I want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Also, 
don't forget to check out our friends at Locked on NHL. They have all the live recaps and information across the National Hockey League. But let's get into our player review, Carl. We're talking Phil Kessel today um, in a little more of a shortened version than our previous, but it's okay because we still love Phil Kessel. We're going to still give him, give him as much attention as possible. We're sure. going to talk in this segment for, for the first few minutes, highlights followed by uh, stuff we wanted to see more of. And then in the next segment, of course, we will discuss his future and, and of course, award him a grade. So let's start off, Carl. Highlights from Phil Kessel. What did you like? Uh, so first thing that needs to be mentioned is he has continued his Ironman streak, uh, included a very memorable moment that I would be, you know, a fool not to mention him playing a single shift and then going to be present for the birth of his child. Just heartwarming that the Coyotes were able to do that. Uh, but a full 82 game season, always impressive. Uh, it does seem like, uh, we're getting some kind of like rumblings that he was hurt. Uh, pretty substantially, uh, which isn't too unexpected. Uh, he didn't always play 100%, but mm -hmm. he played in every game. Uh, I thought that's definitely something that we should make sure to talk about because only active Ironman streak now uh, that Yandel's... Yeah. Well, there are other active Ironman well, streaks he, out there, but yeah. like he's the, he's the long, he is now the longest yes. active Ironman streak. Yeah. For... For the longest time, though, it was, you know, the other ones, sure, they exist, but it was Yandel and Kessel for the the Iron Man streak. Yeah. Also, officially, um, from what it, f from all information I can gather, one of the active Iron Man streak will officially end, even though technically such a player did not play all, all of last year, but because it was not on a team, didn't count. But Patrick Marlowe said, you know, said to retire means that that's officially dead and out of the water and now it's all in the field castle <laughs> yeah yeah um which i mean i don't think anyone really thought he was gonna like step up and, and take it but <laughs> no no not really but yeah i mean it's interesting to mention you know good to mention that up because he was also up there in the top like five or something like that sure yeah um what did you like about castle um you know i like that he he even though he wasn't goal scoring Kessel, he was still point getter Kessel. Yeah. 50 something odd points, I think. What is it? 50. 52. 52 um, his highest in Arizona. Uh, we should point out his only 52 game or 82 game season in Arizona uh, due to COVID 19. Um, but yeah, 44 assists, eight goals. Uh, definitely was not scoring as many goals as he, you know as we'd come to expect, but he was still get generating offense. He was still a big piece of that. He still was a big piece of that. And I think that's what um, was exciting to see. And um, obviously we have to you know, put into consideration that the Coyotes weren't a, a offensive team in any, in any way, shape and form. So you have <laughs> yeah. to put that in perspective to understand of what an awesome of a job Phil Kessel did, that he still was a massive uh, key integral part to this Arizona Coyotes team during this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was pretty consistently like a third line guy. He didn't get a lot of time with like Kessel or Schmaltz outside of the power play, which didn't produce a lot. Um, so like he was mostly playing with like guys like, uh, he was 
fair amount of time with, I think, Yan Unique, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Not exactly like the top offensive guys for the Coyotes, uh, but he still found ways to like get them the points. Uh, I, I think he kind of like lost his shot a bit, but he could still put the puck where he needed to, and he was just putting it on the other people's sticks. Yeah, um, and and I think that's part of what you want a leader to be too, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you want him to like like a, a leader to be able to be like, all right, like I'm I'm gonna help you guys score. Here's the here's the puck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm giving you the perfect setup, Jake. It take yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, hockey like does love like the assists as a as, as a thing, and yeah, that was definitely like a big sign from Phil. I, I'm not like I think we talked about this with Strawman. I think we both would have liked to see more leadership at the very end, mm-hmm. and Kessel as part of that. That is a you know a criticism, but like we said with Strawman. We don't know what he was like in the room. We really don't know kind of what that situation is. So I don't want to say like he was a bad leader. I'm sure from everything I've heard, he was a phenomenal leader. But as a whole, I think we both wanted a little bit more at the I end think from so. everyone. I think so. And I think uh, to me, um, to kind of, that kind of mentality with the same aspect of the fact that like – he, the fact that he didn't get traded, right? Yeah, I think that that was obviously a bit in like, and like, yeah, okay, okay, we understand you're a little frustrated you didn't get traded, probably, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. you you were hoping, you know, your who knows what your the rest of your career looks like, but man, you just got to freaking continue to, you know, don't let you know, no no setbacks, just let it, let everything keep going and. Um, and you know, it seemed like he took a pretty minor step back in the first couple of weeks after that. I mean, he did bounce back a little bit towards the end of the year, but again, like still wanted to see a little bit more on that side as well. Plus I also wanted to see more goal, more goal school castle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he, he did seem to like, you know, it took him a couple games to, to regain a step, but like the last, I'd say three weeks of April, uh, it was good, which, you know, also, like seeing Keller go down like shortly after you not traded, I'm sure like that was just a lot going on uh, for Phil. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's a lot of what we talked about with Strawman. We think that he did well, and at least I do. But just always want a little bit more from someone. Yeah, I always want a little bit more, and you know, I mean, like, and it's it's okay for us to want that. That you know, want. Just that, like, slight bit more, that like extra one percent more, you know, that yeah. that can make all the difference. Yeah, especially for this team, I don't think we can say anyone was a perfect hockey player. No. And you know, if there was a perfect player, it of course wouldn't have saved the the team, but they also probably wouldn't have finished thirty first in the league. Like so. Everyone has areas of improvement that they can do. Uh, and, you know, I, I still think that at the end of the day, Phil Kessel, if he was looking to prove that he deserves another contract in the NHL, he proved that this year. But we can talk about that a little bit more. Absolutely. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. We're going to talk about, we're going to give him a grade and talk about his future 
But first, we're going to get a quick word from our sponsors. And let's finish things off. Once again, Robin, Leon, and Kyle Pavlik on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. As we discussed, Phil Kessel giving him a player grade, giving him a full-on full review, and talk about his future. So, Carl, Phil Kessel, what are you grading? I'm going to give Phil Kessel a solid B. Okay. Uh, I, I think, like, you know, like we mentioned, the the lack of goals uh, is a thing. I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from him in the leadership role, um, but I think he played really good in a tough situation. Uh, I think he was one of the team's more solid players uh, in moments, uh, and I give him a lot of respect from you know bouncing back from you know being with his ideal coach to being with a completely new guy on a tanking team like that is a strong change in your career path. Uh, but he, he didn't necessarily have the most standout season for me. Uh, and yeah, I, for me, that's a B maybe a B you. plus I'm with you. Like I, I was going to say re- roughly like a high B um, to and. I'm kind of like with the same thing as on you. Like I wanted to see more goal scoring with them because goal scoring castles, you know, the most fun kind of castle you can watch. Um, And again, you know, especially in a rebuilding year, you want, that's what you kind of want to see. And we didn't see enough of that. Um, But I'm still giving him that credit, which is why the B is there because all, because the assists were there, you know, his highest assist count since, uh, since 2019. And, you know, again, is you know fifty two points highest with the Arizona highest point count of the Arizona Coyotes that he's had, so like he still had a good year, but yeah. Not what not what we not in the way that we expected, um, yeah. and you know that goes with the leadership and that goes with, um, you know a lot of a lot of other different roles you know going going on that way and um, I think that he did admirably admirably. All things considered, based off the trajectory of the Coyotes and the fact that he knew he 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 knew he wanted out. You know, like we all yeah. knew he wanted out. We knew he wanted to go to a competing team, a competitive team. So, like, and to have this kind of year, regardless of that, I think is still very well notable, and why I'm also giving him yeah that high B. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I don't think that he was always the the biggest player on the team in terms of impact. Uh, I think he really stepped up at the end um, of the season, but it was also a time when the Coyotes were without some of their biggest players. Yeah. So we should absolutely give C- Kessel credit for stepping up in a type. A situation like that that is something that you want leaders to do that's something mm-hmm. you want veterans to do but it also kind of speaks to where he was at before that happened he was kind of like that second tier so yeah i, I think he fits well with a b like i said i think that he has a future in the nhl i think he can set the individual games record uh i don't think that will be with the coyotes you mean, um, the, you mean the streak not the, the streak, yeah. Because yeah. total streak. total games is <laughs> yeah. Uh, total games way. is out with the Iron Man streak record. Uh, 
I don't think he'll be with the Coyotes, but I think after like Philadelphia, like I wonder if he's thinking like, do I really want to be with a team that's going to compete? Because that could mean a healthy scratch. I think there was times last season where if Kessel was not on an Ironman streak, he may have been scratched. I mean, yeah, but also he only needs like what nine games. True, like this is true, <laughs> like it doesn't need that much. Yeah, but it it is also just like a, you know, he can set the record, but I think we all kind of saw like with Yandel, like there's kind of a, you know, it's a big hit to the ego, to your perception when you were scratched on a streak. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Getting healthy. And again, that's with the flyers as well. And the flyers were bad team. Yeah. And you have to imagine like, you know, is it going to feel better if your Kessel and the lightning scratch you, uh, a healthy scratch no uh so but it's probably more likely to happen so maybe not on a like I, what i can see like don't put don't like like he don't send him to a true like stanley cup caliber team yeah send him to a bubble playoff team that could use a veteran presence okay and I still think with the bubble team, you're going to run into that risk of a healthy scratch, but it's not going to be till like three quarters of the wave through the season. Mm-hmm. And by then castle will comfortably have the Ironman streak record. Yeah. So. He'll comfortably, he'll comfortably be there. Um, and again, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the, uh, in the, the veteran presence, the, you know, the dad rule. Yeah, as I call it, the dad rule. Like, if in- if he were to agree to a three million dollar deal, do you bring him back for the Coyotes? I'd like to see him back because I like the I I like the kind of player he is, and sure. I like what he's capable of. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. That that is definitely one of those things where I it just it doesn't seem like a fit for mm-hmm. either team, but if they wanted to make it work, I I'd be fine with it. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm more than willing to see it happen. Uh, I just don't think it's going to. Um, no, I I like kind of the bubble uh, team, like it's a, a truly hungry team. But I, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about you know the streak. I know he definitely wants to continue it, but you know, is it something where does he want one more cup more? Who can say? Uh, only Phil and probably his agent. I, I'm sure they talk about that. And you know, his wife, uh, there are people in his life that could, you know, of course go through that. Yeah. Um, maybe he goes back to one of his former teams, even though they're all playoff caliber teams, but could be uh i mean depending on what happens i can see you know 
the Toronto Maple Leafs wanted to be like, hey, we want just one of our veteran guys in there. We're going to put Phil Kessel on the ice sometimes with Austin Matthews. Just see what happens. Uh, maybe something good. Or, you know, maybe he ends up back in Boston. I mean, one thing that I could see as a possibility is is going back to Pittsburgh. Mainly because um, I've been hearing the, you know, the through the grapevine that the Crosby, Malkin, and one more player, um, I think the Tang or whatever, is like they're close. That era, that trio era is close to ending. One or two of them are gone from Pittsburgh after this year. Probably. Sure. And obviously, if you want to, if you want to hear more of it, whatever that maybe Locked On Penguins has that information. But I'm, but if that's the case, that's a good spot to Phil Castle to go back. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I saw a rumor uh, that Tockett may be a fit for Philadelphia. I don't know how much credence to put into that. Probably none. But if that were to happen, could you imagine Phil Castle going to Philadelphia? Following Yandel and all of a sudden getting... <laughs> yeah. It just happens again. And we're like, fool you once. Or fool me once, shame on me. Or you, fool me twice, shame on me. Because uh, uh, that'd be a fun situation, though. Uh, Pittsburgh would be interesting, especially with like a major shakeup like that. Um, I am not sure that subbing in Phil Kessel is a great replacement for those any of those three players, much less two. But eh. I mean, more of just for room, you know, because they, yeah. obviously, because it's mainly because they can't afford to keep all three. Yeah, um, but it's gonna be we we both watch Kessel play. Like they better be hoping something else uh something else will be in the works too because that is going to be a significant drop uh but i mean that's a crazy situation might as well add Phil Kessel it'll be fun yeah why not but we both see Kessel on some team breaking the iron man streak next year and yes. we all just give him a, a huge round of applause Knock on wood, of course. Uh, on the episode, I said that I don't believe in luck. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to be blamed for cursing Phil Castle. And knowing how some fans are, one of you fans are going to blame us for it. But Of course. Of course. We talked about it. We manifested it. Uh, we will be blamed for it. <laughs> Naturally. Anyways, though, any final thoughts on Phil Castle? Uh, I... I... I have enjoyed Kessel's time with the Coyotes. I never thought I would see it happen, but I am happy with what we got for the past three years, and I'm happy to see him move on to hopefully competing for a cup one more time. I'm glad that we had Phil Kessel for those years too, and I'm and the value he added to a at the time emerging Coyotes team. Um, yeah, you know this team, Coyotes team, just on the playoff bubble they were exciting they were fun to watch and obviously he added to it i'm glad that we got a chance to have that you know aspect to it absolutely absolutely 
anyways, though, that's going to be it for today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. Don't forget, I am personally at Robin underscore Leano at Robin with a Y L underscore L E A N L. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik F F H. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back around a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. And as a reminder, everyone, let us not forget that 4 p.m. today, 7 p.m. Eastern time, we go live as we discuss the NHL draft lottery results once again 4 p.m here in arizona time 7 p.m eastern time right on live on our youtube channel so be sure to look it over and subscribe if you've yet to already that's it for be it for today hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on <laughs>